teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and this is Kirsty Logan. Hello. Normally I'm your co-host. Yeah, well, I like to throw a curveball in and again. Mixing it up. <laughs> so for once we are not alone in the house. <gasps> Sounds like I'm going point horror. I don't, I don't mean that. I mean Annie, Heather's partner. Wait, no. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> Annie is my partner. David is Heather's partner. We are not swingers. No, although we've made it seem like we are, but we're not. Um, They are in the next room. We have told them to be silent. We are such brats. We're horrible. So they probably will end up chatting a little bit. But if you can No, they will stay in silence for the whole hour. Bless him. David was like, can I just sit and read my book, please? I'll be really quiet. (laughs) Bless. Anyway, what are we doing today? We're doing... My Secret Admirer by Carol Ellis. Now, Carol Ellis is new to us. She we is. We have not done a Carol Ellis before. Did she do more than one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, did she? We just okay. haven't done any of them. Okay. Do you know off the top of your head which ones they were? No. Or shall I look? Yes. It doesn't say. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, yep, Point Horror. All right. I feel like I'm this sure is one of the done. OGs. Are there more on that shelf up there? Oh, I can't see. I feel like she dark. has done other ones. Oh, um, what's that one there? Uh, Nick, uh, is that Carol Ellis? Next to the green They're one. alphabetical. <laughs> Can't Shut see. Shut up. It's quite dark. Never okay. mind. Anyway. Yes, probably more. We're prepared. <laughs> we've read the book. We've got gin. What more do you want? Yes, we've needed this gin. Book, gin, tits, ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tote bag, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this cover. Um, it's quite boring. Yeah, iconic. I'm not feeling it. It's not very point horror-y. It's iconic in its own way, though. Do you think? I remember it. It reminds me of the babysitter cover. Yes. There's a white woman on it. (laughs) And she's looking out of a window. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does look like the... And then they've... What's going on with the font? Because they're two very different fonts, aren't they, really? Oh, yeah. Because it's like... The trick-or-treat font. My secret admirer. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That's how you have to say it. My secret admirer. (laughs) I can't see it because the light's behind you. What's the tagline? Um... He was crazy about Jenny. Crazy enough to kill her. It's a bit unwieldy. Does he hurt you because he loves you? No, thank you. What's happened there is they've had robot write the tagline. <laughs> Thankfully, not the book. Shall I tell you about Jenny? Yeah, go on then. Jenny Fowler is 16. Uh, she's timid. She's indecisive. She's responsible. And she moves slowly. As you can tell, this book is a thrill ride. <laughs> I know a Jen Fowler. Just realised. Yeah. That doesn't apply to her. Oh, well. At all. Probably for the best. <laughs> so two weeks ago, Jenny and her parents moved into this new house. It's just really in the middle of nowhere. Um, they, her parents, probably just fucked off. Um, even though they literally know nobody in this town. It's very trick or treat. Yeah. It's also terrible parenting. Yep. I mean, my... When I was 16, I feel I don't feel like my parents would have just gone and just left me. 
and I didn't know anybody. Uh, my parents went to New York and left me, but uh, we'd been living there since I was three. Well, fair enough, but not <laughs> if you'd just moved to a new town two weeks ago and you'd met nobody, not even the neighbours. I mean, I wasn't even invited to New York, which I feel is a... <laughs> You've mentioned this before, I feel like yeah, it's, it's, a a... <laughs> a, it's a bit of an old grudge going on. No, it's absolutely fine. Okay. It's fine. I don't even want to go. Um, I should say as well, there's a little bit of context in that they have to go and like sort out the house. Because they were like, well, if, if if we don't sell that other house that we used to live in, then we'll have no money. And I was like, well, how did you buy this house well, then? Well, I know, that's not how it works. Yeah. How did you get Unless they've just got enough cash to be thrown around, but then they've spent all their cash on the house, which is fiscally Maybe. irresponsible. But, like, do they have to both go, or could she not go with them? It just seems... Um... I don't think it was too bad. She's 16. They're coming back. She was like, no, go. It's not well, like... Well, in... it okay, but look at what happens. <laughs> it's not like in Trick or Treat where they just fuck off on their honeymoon. That's true. Anyway... This house sounds pretty scary, actually. It's surrounded by woods and looming rocks. Oh. And because I've been utterly ruined by Point Horror, straight away I was like, Jethro. <laughs> he's back and he's pointier than ever. Mm. You see, I went the other way and it's called uh, the Rim Rock. And I instantly thought rimming. I knew you would. <laughs> just abject disappointment. I'm rock and rimming. Face. Ah. Do you think there's a porn star called Rimrock? Yeah, of course there is. Like like Jackson with an X. Jackson, Jackson Rimrock. Rim three X's. <laughs> Jackson Rimrock. Yeah. Don't even Google it. I bet he's out there. He rocks and he rims. I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background. Um, Annie's making a coffee. Ah. She's steaming the milk. 6pm. It's decaf. Oh, fair enough. I know. I, I know her. My mum has had a coffee before bed for her entire life. I <laughs> just, sorry, I just saw I just saw Rosie's little face come in, like, but then go away. <laughs> She's just checking that we're still here. Um, yeah, caffeinated coffee. Now not so much because she can't have caffeine, but she'll have like an instant coffee before she go to bed. How and does she sleep? She doesn't. She's had insomnia for like <laughs> years. And I said to her once, mum, do you think it's the coffee that you have before bed? And she went, Heather, it's a milky coffee. <laughs> so I have to say like, what? milk makes you sleepy. Which is a real 1950s thing, isn't it? Because my grandma used to bring me um, hot milk with sugar in it if I couldn't sleep. I actually... Which is stupid for different reasons. Sugar is a stupid idea. I do still like a hot milk before bed, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm ancient. Do you know what you don't put in it? Coffee. Well, or coffee. (laughs) It's a milky coffee, huh? I'm going to go to bed, but I'll just have some of the speed. But what I'll do is I'll do a bit of heroin with it to really calm me down. Yeah. (laughs) That's essentially the same fucking thing. Just do an eight ball. I'll, I'll do speed, but I'll also have a bath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that should balance out. I'm going to take this um, liquid adrenaline, but I will also put on some calming music. So. Right. It all balances <laughs> out. It's all about balance. It's all about balance, all about balance. <laughs> So anyway, not only is this house surrounded by woods and Jethro, there are also no curtains. Um, Mistake. So we've taken all the curtains... Uh, out of our You live flat. in a top floor flat. That's different. Yeah, that's true. But what's really funny is that in my, our room we've got curtains, the spare room we've got curtains, and the little room we've got no curtains. And I was, my brother and his two little kids came to stay and they were staying in the room. And I was chairing at the book festival. My brother texted me saying, you've got no curtains. It's the height of summer. Oh. <laughs> Are the kids supposed to go to sleep? So they had to like, like rig up fake curtains with like a bed sheet. Aww. Things you don't think of when you well, don't have kids. Made like little tiny eye masks. Oh yeah. Aww. 
<laughs> no, I felt like such a bad auntie. Oh, well, you didn't think about it. A lot of people don't mind having no curtains. I can't sleep unless it's really, really dark. You can't in Scotland. No. In um in the summer. No, not at all. Anyway, she hasn't got curtains, but she has got an old fat dog. Immediately, I thought, don't you kill that fucking dog. Well, even worse, the dog's called Peaches. Oh. I was like, P- don't die, Peaches. Don't die, Peaches. <laughs> no. And will I do a spoiler right now? Peaches doesn't die. Okay. It's okay. If you were like, I can't listen to this one because Peaches is going to die. Peaches is all right. But she's not free from peril. She's definitely not. She's very imperiled. Mm-hmm. Imperiled Peaches. <laughs> my stripper name. <laughs> But she'll be alright in the end. Also, um, I had fuck the pain away stuck in my head through this whole book, right? Yep, yep. 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 Which I also is... know a dog called Peach. Oh, it's a cute name. It is a good name, it's isn't very it? very cute. Okay, so let me tell you about what happens. So Jenny's parents, as I said, just fuck off because they don't care. Ha ha ha. I'll come back to that in my alternate reading. Um, so Jenny decides to go to the nearby town of... Jackson Rimrock. <laughs> Jack Sack Saxon Where she gets some frozen pizzas and there is a horse. <laughs> Can I, yeah, I <laughs> didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> the way the horse is introduced, and it really is introduced, is really funny as well. Uh, look at me trying to quickly open my laptop again to get the quote. You're like, I've forgotten my password. She was fumbling in the pocket of her shorts for the keys when she heard an unmistakable clip, clip-clop of horse's hooves. Then a girl's voice said, Hi, bet you're our new neighbour. Jenny turned. It definitely was a horse. Now that's very much said it. That's the horse said. <laughs> We've, got... <laughs> We've got a whole Mr. Ed situation. Ms. Ed situation going on there. That's amazing. It's so badly written. I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> But it does not mean what it, she thinks it means. Oh, well, unfortunately, it's not the horse talking. It's her new neighbour, Sally Raffino. I feel like, unfortunately, it's not the horse talking is another potential t-shirt. <laughs> so many. So Sally Raffino slash the horse invites Jenny to a scavenger hunt. Oh, well, not another! We'll see again because I'm ruined by these books. I was like, she's a dinosaur zombie. <laughs> Which, if you haven't heard the Christopher Pike scavenger hunt episode, you'll be like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> That's a bonus ep. Don't That's look it. on our normal thing, it's there. It's not. Yeah. You have to pay money. <laughs> <laughs> Special Patreon pals. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that book was... Oh, anyway, let's not even go into it. Dino zombies. So, we then we meet... She goes on the scavenger hunt. There's a bit of bump in between, but I won't go into it. That's the second time you've said bump today. Yeah, that's true. But the first time I was talking about sex toys. I was going to say, are we going to say that? (laughs) The first time we were talking about butt plugs and then you said that that kind of bump. And I was like, that is not a word that you should say Uh, after that. Why not? (laughs) Why the fuck not? (laughs) A lot lot of the sort of in-between scenes are like, Jenny goes home and watches a film and eats some pizza. Like, there's lots of like filler scenes. Yeah. So let's skip straight to the the rim rock. See my notes. Let's skip straight to the scavenger hunt. So then we meet the following people at the scavenger hunt. Dean, a computer geek with sandy hair and pale blue eyes. Brad Billings, a hot jock. Nice airhead Alice, tedious money obsessed Mark. And Karen, who is, quote, almost as smart as Dean. She can't be because she's a woman. 
yeah, can't be more smart than him. Tits get in the way of your brain. They really do. And the whole vaginal blood thing. I mean, it just I'm saps going. your energy. Yeah. Yep. And also Diana Benson, because weirdly only some of the characters get surnames. Okay. Um, she is a blonde with a great figure and, quote, almost beautiful. Does she have an absolutely great figure? <laughs> Probably. Well, you know, it is great. But why <laughs> almost beautiful? It's just such a weird dig. Yeah, it is a weird neg, isn't it? That's I mean, the sort of thing that a guy would say to you if he was trying to get you to go out with you. Do you know what? You, you're almost beautiful. You would be beautiful if you changed X thing. If you lost a bit of weight. If you changed your haircut. Yeah. Piss off. We also meet, are you ready? David Howell. A werewolf! <laughs> she wishes. <laughs> he has got, quote, the darkest eyes she'd ever seen. So black. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we've all got black eyes in the middle. Oh, God. No, but, like, seriously, like, would you not... Everyone's got black eyes. If, if it was just dark blue on the outside, would you be like, oh, my God, you, are you batting your eyelashes at me for, on purpose? That was really yeah, quite unsettling. Daydreaming, like, well... But, I mean, you've met someone with, like, black irises. It yeah, I've met someone with black eyes, I suppose. Yeah, anyway. Eye rye. I was having uh, <laughs> teacher's pet flashbacks anyway. You're having yeah. something, mate. What happened? Piers. <laughs> I've just it's like the gin the gin's gone to my head okay so they go on the scavenger hunt Jenny gets paired up with David OMG it goes so well oh my god they have the best conversation they talk about how all David's favourite things are blue like blueberry pie blue jeans and the colour blue what a stunner <laughs> but also can we just talk about the logic of that all my favourite things are blue, like the colour blue. All my favourite things are pink, like pink ice cream, the colour pink and pink furnishings. It's just weird to say that your favourite things are pink, including the colour pink. <laughs> what? And also, like, I wouldn't be telling someone what my favourite shit was. On, I'd be like, trying to have... Ask about them. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say have interesting points. But oh. <laughs> also, also, ask about them. Would be asking about them, yeah. I met... A writer man recently. Writerman. <laughs> Mr. Writerman, who I had actually read his books and quite liked them. Uh, but I shouldn't have met him because we ended up having a 15 minute conversation just about him. Um, and he asked me nothing whatsoever about myself. And then the conversation sort of petered out, and I thought, well, I'm not going to ask him any more questions about himself because we've just spent 15 minutes of me asking him questions about himself. I'll wait until he asks me something. And he didn't. The conversation just dropped away and we just sat there in silence. Wow. Do you know, I remember the first time that happened to me. Like, I'm from the north of England. People are quite chatty and polite and stuff. When I moved to Canada, where I had moved with um, a British guy and an Australian girl, I met on the plane. So, sorry, I didn't move with them. I moved in with them. Um, and we, like, everyone got on and then we went to a party and I got this boyfriend and then my boyfriend's friend. Um, we were all like, oh, so tell us about what to do, blah, blah, blah. And she, I noticed at the end of the night, she'd asked a question about none of us. She hadn't asked any of the three of us anything about ourselves. And then the conversation just flatlines because you just stop, don't you? You're like, well, I'm not, I don't really care about you that much. I was just being polite. Mm -hmm. And now you're a dick. It's weird. I know. How do you, how do you, why do you, <laughs> how do you, what, uh, what, what do you think conversation is? 
<laughs> not like, let me just ask you questions. You're not doing an interview. I know. I'm not doing a piece on you for the New York Times. I feel like if I'm just meeting someone, I try not to say more than like three or four sentences about myself without trying to turn it back to them or like ask them something about myself, about mm-hmm. themselves. Because otherwise it's just boring. Yeah. Boring for everyone involved. Anyway, he doesn't do that. He just talks about blue. I have a theory. When David got older, he decided to form a pop band. Maybe a sort of late 90s, early 2000s pop band. What do you think it would be? Is it 911? <laughs> no. Is it another level? No. You're is getting it, there. Is it take that? No, you're so close. Is it blue? It's blue! Oh my <laughs> god! I don't know any of the members of blue, so it actually could be David Howell. Yeah, I He'd really be like know. the... Uh, which was the one from the Backstreet Boys who looked quite plain. He had that like a bit of a fringe. No, wait. Well, wait, what? it certainly wasn't AJ and it certainly wasn't Nick. I don't know any of the other ones. Yeah, I don't. This is the thing. Howie? Was there, there was a Howie? A, oh, there was a Howie. There's he, a... Hang on. Who is there? So there's Nick, AJ, Howie, Bob, <laughs> Francis. Alan? <laughs> He'd be the Howie. Beelzebub. <laughs> He'd be the Beelzebub of blue. Yeah. Or was he in the band Eiffel 65? <laughs> <laughs> it could be that the, was the one. a very specific reference i enjoyed that Thank i'm you. not gonna if you don't know you don't know you're not getting any more information you don't need to know anyone though anyway it's going so well that david kisses her <gasps> omg slots right. both of them i know oh my god mm, they're so into it and then they climb a cliff to find a bird's nest they go in the rim rock they climb the rim rock. <laughs> Getting deeper. Oh, Maya. Come on now. <laughs> to find a bird's nest is part of the scavenger hunt. And then it starts raining. And then David's gone. Oh my God, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> For a second you were like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, why are you talking your face. <laughs> Just lost the dress for a minute there. <laughs> lost the will to live. And then there's a scream. Jenny panics for several pages. Uh, but everything turns out fine. And nothing's happened. However... Then when she finds David again, she's like, I heard a scream. And he's like, what? No, I didn't hear anything. Nothing happened. I like this moment, actually. Quote, had he slipped and screamed in panic and was ashamed to say so, if that was it, she'd gotten him all wrong. I like that she's properly in lust with him, but the thought of him being a toxic man baby who won't admit to feelings, she's like, ugh. Because that's be it's pretty much how I feel <laughs> yeah, right, right now. If I meet any guys and they're like, it wasn't me, I'm like, it wasn't. You're right. Um, can Toxic I also... man baby is very horrible. Yeah, not attractive. That's, I think, the least attractive way you can be. Yeah. No, I didn't. I'm not fucking crying. <laughs> it's onions. Although, um, the other thing that I really dislike is when men are balding at the front but then have a very, very long ponytail at the back. I find that repulsive. That seemed to be really unrelated to the... <laughs> I was just thinking about things that I think are really unsexy in a man. Yeah, just shave it all. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Shaven head men look great. Oh, God, I love a shaved head. Right. Do it Vin Diesel. My ultimate boyfriend, apart from Mark Kermode, my other secret boyfriend, um, is China Mieva. I knew you were going to say that. Who I just honestly think is the most beautiful man that I've ever seen in my entire life. I think he looks like a Hungarian fascist. You said Ukrainian gangster. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I showed you him. I mean, they're all of a muchness, aren't they? I mean. It's a similar right-wing look. Um, yeah, but he's not. He's very politically aware, very left-wing, very smart. China, I'm sure you're a lovely guy. I've never <laughs> met you. I've 
I'm sure you're fantastic. Can I also do a hard relate here? Yeah. So you know how you liked uh, the tedious book, The Fever, because you've been in hospital? The excellently creepy book, The Fever. <laughs> the you mean. tediously boring book mm. where nothing happens. Um, I also have an affinity with this because I went on a hiking trip to Skye a few years ago. Skye being an island off the west Not coast. Not the sky. Not the sky. I didn't go to the sky. I didn't go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still very much alive. Only just, because we went on this, um, we were going up the Cullen Ridge, which is the, it's not Edward Cullen's nose face. <laughs> oh, I thought that was going to be a cock joke there, so nice one. <laughs> See, I've toned it down. There you go. Um, yeah, and it was going to be like a six hour hike, which is a long hike. That's a long time. And there was, there's a bit called the Inaccessible Pinnacle, which is not, Ooh. as the name suggests, completely inaccessible. My strip, I mean. <laughs> That's the name of my clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get near the inaccessible <laughs> pinnacle, please? <laughs> well, it's quite scary because there's like a huge drop on the other side, like proper drop. So you, it's on the top of the Cullen Ridge. So what you do is you get to the Cullen Ridge and then you sort of climb up it, uh, sorry, like scramble up it and then you have to abseil down. So the plan was to go up there. So we did like an emergency putting on the gear, the climbing gear and putting the ropes on and everything just in case. And then this weird dude who knew my friends from university walked around the campsite the night before trying to listen for their voices Ew. right and then found us and then invited himself onto the hike the next day and then uh, you can't use compasses on the Cullen Ridge because there's too much like iron or lead in the oh, rock oh wow so it throws it off which one of those would it be there's too much metal I don't know <laughs> there's too much of something in the rock um and we kept going one day and he kept making us go the other way so six hours turned into a 10 hour fucking hike Oh, piss off. And at one point... I'd be calling helicopter rescue at that point. <laughs> I mean, I fucking considered it. <laughs> the entire, actually, the entire sole of my, one of my hiking boots ripped off. So oh. we almost had to, but then we gaffer taped it on <laughs> instead. Oh. It was a real shit show. It started raining. It was really scary. But at one point, we were, like, scrambling. You know, so scrambling being, like, you use all fours over rock. Mm -hmm. But we didn't realise we'd gone up to, like, a climbing bit. So... All four of us were going up this, and this guy was ahead, and I, we just sort of stopped and looked down, and was like, oh, fuck, we need to be on a rope. Like, this is actually really steep and high. So then my friend Loris took the rope up and, like, created a, like, uh, what do you call it, an anchor at the top, mm. and we had to just stay there on this fucking cliffside. Oh and we God. couldn't go down because it was too steep, but we couldn't go up because if we fell, we'd really hurt ourselves. And then we had Loris and this fucking idiot guy above us, and he was, like, telling us where to climb. But what he didn't account for the fact that is that I'm like a five foot four fucking woman. So he told me to go up a certain way. And then he said, oh, reach around this big sticky outy rock. And I was like, I can't even get my fucking arm around. Oh like God. I cannot. I was so mad and so scared. And then I essentially had to like jump on this fucking cliff face and did grab this die? other bit. I did not okay. die. Although I felt Phew. like I did. But yeah, we were so, I was so scared. And then he carried on taking us all these fucking ways in the end what a knobber yeah and then we, I was too scared to go up the inaccessible pinnacle and my friend was going to and then he was also too scared and this guy told us it would take them 20 minutes and it took them an hour and a half where we just had to sit in the rain that sounds horrible we had to do an emergency abseil I'm never going hiking down a waterfall I've never been more wet through or pissed off in my entire fucking life. So I related. Because this is about I'll her just being... stay at the lodge and have some whiskey and read a book. That is, th that's what I usually do and I should have stuck to it. But this idea of like being pushed beyond your physical limit by some dickhead guy oh. is like really got me. And it is really scary. See, it didn't get me, but I get why it would get you then. Really scary to be thinking like, fuck, I might actually fucking fall to my death. Yeah. 
And how depressing to die just because of some dickhead. Yeah. I think that about um, Mary Shelley, Mary, Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. Uh, no, Mary Wollstonecraft, sorry. <laughs> Mixing up my Marys that, you know, she died uh, after an infection after giving birth because the male doctor didn't wash his hands. Oh, no. And, like, put his hands... I think there was a problem with the afterbirth or something and he, like, put his hand inside her and she got an infection. Oh. I just feel like... That was really that was common. fucking annoying to be such an outspoken feminist and then you die because of some dickhead. <laughs> How annoying. Oh, yeah. So, luckily, Jenny does not die. She goes back home um, and then she fat shames the dog, which seems a bit mean. They fat shame the dog a lot. To be fair, her parents fat shame her. Do they? Yeah. No, I didn't pick Which up on is, that. Yeah, I'll get to that later. My a dog just barked. Do you think it's a fat dog who's <laughs> like, yes, I thought so too. Yeah. Body positivity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then she eats some chicken and she listens to the answer phone. Now, let me tell you what the answer phone says. And you can tell me what you would think about this. You're amazing at flicking to the right page. Right? You're such a pro. So good. <laughs> um, you're going to think I'm crazy, Jenny. It said, the answer phone said. And I guess I am. Crazy about you, that is. Don't laugh. This isn't a joke. <laughs> You're really incredible. Maybe someday I'll be able to tell you face to face. <laughs> it might not have been this aggressive. <laughs> Until then, I'll just keep my eye on you. And believe me, that's one spectacular view. Oh. Bye, Jenny, for now. <laughs> is that creepy? Yeah. I mean, I know I said it in a bit of a creepy voice, but I feel like it's quite creepy. Yeah. Also, don't know. Just say who you are. Yeah. State your intentions. You know I can flip to the right number because the numbers are in order. <laughs> right, dick. You just sort of go, ha, and then open it and it's always the right page, whereas I have to, like, have a little look. All right. That's a weird little neg of me. I don't know me. why I was in this so horribly. Give her half a fucking gin. I'm sorry, Val. She's away with the fairies. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> She's got a secret admirer. Oh it's my god. It's not creepy at all that they found her number. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it would have been in the phone book. Although they well, just they moved. moved so, yeah, it was a go. So then Sally... Maybe it's the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's so funny. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. I didn't mean you. <laughs> I meant another girl. Oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> Look, none of us have come out of this with any dignity. No. Let's move on. Okay. So then Sally comes over, they eat Pop-Tarts, and then the painter calls. That's one of the reasons that Jenny stayed at home when her parents were away, to organise the painters coming over. The Which is not, a, doesn't mean a period. No, you can still go on a plane with your period. The painter says, oh, you're all by your lonesome... And she still says, yeah, come over. I mean, I'm sorry. She's 16. I'm 34. I wouldn't do that. And she's very much like, well, my parents are out of town. It's like, oh, shh. I mean, at my age, if I phoned up like a handyman or a painter or whatever, and they were like, oh, are you all on your lonesome? I'd be like, "Mm, never mind. No, I'll I'll paint myself. Fit woman in. (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's creepy as fuck. Anyway, um, she instantly forgets the rapey painter um, because let's talk about her secret admirer. (laughs) She loves having a secret admirer as well. She loves it. Sally promises that she won't tell anyone. However, (laughs) in the next scene, she meets all her friends at the diner to find that Sally is playing a game called Whose Voice Am I? (laughs) 
<laughs> to be fair, mm. that's exactly what I would do. Subtle Sally. I'd be like, Is that oh, your no, new would... name, Subtle Sally? <laughs> Unsubtle Sally. I definitely won't ask anyone. Guys, I've just had a really good idea. Just hypothetically. <laughs> How about everyone gives me their fingerprints? Yeah. How about if you were going to call someone's answer machine and say that you fancy them? How would you phrase it? Just hypothetically. You know that really weird thing sometimes where you've just got to put in a voice? Uh, let's all do it. And then what we'll see would be how like it the first voice that you would think to do? <laughs> so that's what she does. And then Brad arrives and he tells them that Diana is in a coma. Diana. The almost Benson. beautiful. Diana Benson. Okay, almost, almost beautiful. beautiful Diana Benson. However, in my notes, I initially wrote Diana is income, <laughs> which is different. <laughs> Can I tell you what cum is in Spanish? Okay. Espumo. Ooh. Which means foam. <laughs> it shouldn't be foamy, should it? Foam, yeah. Espumo. Lleno de espumo. I, I feel like it should be foamy. Full of cum. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. So anyway, <laughs> uh, they say that it's because Diana fell from the cliff at the scavenger hunt. Well, she must have been following some dickhead. It must have been that guy. That guy from your campsite. My, yeah, that man. Jenny says... That's weird because I heard a scream. Dun, dun, dun. And then everyone's a real dickhead about it. Yeah, they really it. are. Not very nice about it. Um, and then we sort of, Dean sort of gets set up as the villain at this point because he gives her, I wish people would stop doing this, he gives her a slow seductive wink. <laughs> that is not seductive. <laughs> Try it again. Be seductive. That's spasm. Weird face spasm. Right, hang on. It's That's just not insane. sexy. It's not sexy. In fact, you know what? I was at the Robotarium at oh. Harriet Watt last week. Was Robot Stein there? Uh, f- thank fuck no. <laughs> but there was a there was a robot there called Alex A L Y X, um, who is designed to help adults with autism, um, like get back into the workplace so they've got like some autonomy and independence oh, and stuff. Cool. Um, and they're currently working on uh, Alex's facial expressions. Alex's face is based on that of a Ninja Turtle. Oh, okay. So it's like three round plates and then some eyes. Um, and the opening of the two bottom plates is like a mouth. Um, and it's really funny. They were doing research on it. And they had like, they you would put some fruit in the robot's hand and then it would do a facial expression and you had to say whether it liked it or didn't like it. And they showed us this research. And one of them was a wink. Um, and they said that people didn't like the wink and they didn't get what it was supposed to be. And the guy who had this like really funny German, not funny, he had a German accent that was quite strong as well. So it was like, it made it like a really funny thing for him to say. He said, um, we've realized it's because of the latency in the robot. So its movements are a little bit slower. And he did this and he said, there's a real difference between this wink and this wink. (laughs) And he said, that's creepy. He said, the second one is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a science man saying that. That's true. So a fast wink is okay. A slow wink it's weird. is creepy. Yeah. And oh. science says that. That's scientifically proven. So don't, if you, again, if you're a writer, you've put in a slow wink, take it out. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Change it. That's funny about accents. My neurologist, my, sorry, my neurosurgeon <laughs> who did my back surgery, he, I don't know where his accent was from, but he sounded exactly like Gru from Despicable Me. Oh, I've not seen it. Oh, so it was quite hard. He was a lovely man and obviously did my surgery very well, but it was quite hard to not be afraid that apparently a cartoon character was about to <laughs> operate on my back. 
I wonder if Americans get that with British people because we're evil in all movies. That's true. Evil and camp. Yeah, I mean, that is my whole aesthetic. Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, YouTube videos that I've been enjoying lately about the sort of coded gayness of villains in film. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. There's a lot of like camp villains in films. Mm-hmm. Not very good at all. Anyway, now this is my favourite quote. I need this on a tote bag. This is about Dean. <laughs> quote, he doesn't need a computer printout or an answering machine to get his message across. Oh, oh, that's physically painful. It's not good, is it? <laughs> have you gone past the Moving bit? On. Have you gone past the bit um, where uh, David is kind of a dick to Jenny? Um, he's a dick much later, but maybe he's a dick now also. Um, this... Oh no! Wait, this is the bit here. Uh, so basically, any Jenny waits until everyone leaves before she dares to order any food because she's been so so thoroughly fat shamed hmm. that she doesn't want to eat in front of anyone, oh, that's which is really disturbing. Um, and then Dean comes back in and says, "I think you didn't hear anything. <gasps> I think you just imagined it." And she says, "Yeah, maybe." And she has like two bites of her burger. And then David comes back, and then I think you've got some thoughts on that. Well, he's just a knobhead. Like, they're all kind of like, they wanted to have heard or not heard. And yeah. they can't make their fucking minds up. But she's already said she's not sure. Yeah, and you wouldn't be sure because it was really windy. Um, and then this really weird bit happens. Um, <laughs> remembering his wink. <laughs> she was afraid for a second that he decided to join her. That's about Dean. Oh, no, sorry, it's Dean who's a dickhead. Um, David, I've already put in my notes, then David comes back and is weird. Yeah, like, well, he's um, weird as well. They're all weird. So this is what Dean does. Um, I think I left my keys, he said, stooping to look under the table. When he straightened up, he patted the pockets of his jeans. Blue jeans. <laughs> uh, Jenny heard a jingling sound. Sounds like keys to me, she said. He pulled a handful of coins out from his pocket and held them out for her to see. Sounds like you heard wrong. Okay, Jenny oh, shrugged and smiled. Dean. I get the point. What point is that? That I heard wrong on the Brim Rocks too. I was like, that's a really tortured way. Yeah, piss off, Dean. Yeah, like, I wouldn't, if someone did that to me, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> Would not have picked up on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh, no, it's, your, it's money. It's coins. Where's your keys then? Keys must be on the floor. <laughs> Shall I help you look, Dean? Maybe everyone's been really bitchy to me all the time, but I'm too stupid to really notice. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder about that sometimes. I bet that's really nice. Everyone's being sarcastic. I bet that's really lovely. What? Just not knowing, just being impervious to insult. So then when Jenny gets home, she finds a hanging basket of flowers. Nice. Cute, right? Well, maybe. And a new answer machine message. I won't read it because they're all kind of the same. Um, later, she hears a knock at the door and she opens it. Brad is there. He's drunk. Oh my God. Fuck you, Brad. Brad from Beach House. Brad from Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> Multiverse. He says Diana dumped him and he hates her. And then he drives off. Don't drive drunk. Don't drive drunk. Also, don't be drunk if you're that age. Right? Well, in America. Right. I mean, be drunk. Just don't yeah. buy alcohol. So then Jenny makes buttered popcorn and reads Rebecca because she's 50. Uh, point horror trope of getting a book in, a, in the book. Oh, yeah. Good mm-hmm. point. Getting a better book mentioned in the book. I was actually quite confused, though, because I've never read Rebecca. And then uh, it makes a really weird reference to it. And I was like, oh, I think you would like it. It's quite what are you talking about? It like ma- mentioned someone. I was like, "What? Mrs. <laughs> Who? Is it Mrs. Danvers?" It mentions. I it? think so. And I was like, "Who the fuck is Mrs. Danvers?" Oh, even the 
the book assumes that the 15 year olds reading this <laughs> have all read Rather than the professional writer who's got no fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, Peaches, however, stays at the door and she's growling. Dun, dun, dun. Jenny wakes up in the night. There's someone at the front door. <gasps> okay, I need to tell you about what she does. It's genius. Is it? Yeah, it's really smart. I feel like up until this point, she's been fairly sensible. And then this happens. Sorry, if you can hear a noise, it's the ice in my genitalia. We've had to resort to gin for this book. Uh, she goes to the basement door and she makes a pyramid out of tins of corn and soup. And then she puts spoons on top. How is that not clever? What the fuck are you going to do? You'll know if someone's there. Then what are you going to do about it? It's better than not knowing. They've got forks and tins now. <laughs> you can run away. What? Where? What do you mean? <laughs> this is terrible. So you, you should just lay in door. your... Well, you can't lock the basement door, can you? Why? Maybe it doesn't lock. This is a stupid idea. I think it's really clever. I think it's... I can't believe you actually seriously. Are you winding me up? No. It's a I, terrible idea. Why is it bad? Because what are you going to do? Yeah, but it's not bad. You're just saying it's pointless. Yeah. You're not saying it's a bad idea. You're just saying it isn't helpful. I'm saying it's I'm saying it a waste helpful. of tins. It's not a waste of tins. The tins won't be opened unless they decide to get hungry on the way into murdering you, in which case you've bought, bought some time. Number one, she's got a dog. The dog will bark if someone comes in. Well, apparently not. Peaches are too friendly. Peaches has already been growling at the door. I think a backup plan is a good idea. <laughs> you are so badly wrong. I also was relating to this because she sees, uh, she gets a bit scared because there's like big windows in this new house. And my old, my it wasn't mine, my parents' old house where I grew up, there was like a kitchen bit that was like open plan to the dining room. And then we had big windows into the back garden. And I was so scared of that growing up because if you've got, a thing that's entirely windows, like it was all sliding door window into yeah, the garden. I don't like that. And we had a like a it, was, it makes it sound posh, but it was like quite a small garden, but it was like multi level because mm. we were on a hill. Um, and you would look out if you were in the kitchen, so not right next to the window. So in the kitchen with the lights on, all you could see was a vague reflection of yourself, but like slightly off. So it was like two of oh, you. I don't like that. And then blackness. So I was so scared as a kid that I used to like put my back to the sidewall and slide along the sidewall and then get the curtain in front of me and draw the curtain across oh. in front of my face so I wouldn't have to look because it was so scary. I was scared of that up to being like a teenager. I actually still don't like that. I don't like the sort of big sliding glass doors like that because I just feel like someone could just be standing in the garden looking in and you wouldn't see them I know that's the really terrifying I like thing that. and I used to I've got quite an like overactive imagination in terms of visuals so I used to just see people out there all the time did you get that at Cove Park so this is this residency uh, that we've both been on in Scotland which has those big sliding glass doors and I didn't like them at all because I was like someone could just be standing there looking in and I wouldn't see them at all dude for about three days in the evenings there was only me and one other girl there do you know, there were a few nights where it was only me. I was in the far away ones, and a few nights it was only me in them. We should say, there's like, it's quite, it's next to a lock, isn't it? So it's like on the coast, and it's quite high up a hill, and the nearest town is like a... I've before that you say lock with a hard k. What do you say? Loch. All right. I've never heard you say that Scott. before. <laughs> loch. It's a loch. There you go. <laughs> say it like a German. There you go. Loch. Um, and... Uh, 
Yeah, so you're like maybe like a half hour walk from the nearest little village a bit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the crime rate around there is zero. Yeah, but it feels scary. Yeah. And you're a bit up a hill so you can see the beautiful landscape. It's a stunning view. It's a really beautiful place. But the way it's set up is that there is an artist centre. So it's like quite new, isn't it? It's Mm -hmm. got the office in it. It's got the communal kitchen. It's got a couple of different rooms and stuff and big fucking windows. And then you have to go down a little (laughs) wooded bit and over a little wooded bridge to your individual little pods where you sleep for the night. Uh, and that's really fucking creepy but if you're on the own. But there's sort of like pods, but then if you keep walking another five minutes, there's another set of pods, and I was in those ones. I was in the near pods. Ones. Okay. And they've got highland cows. Mm-hmm. And if you're just in the middle of a fucking field in the dark with mm-hmm. no light and you hear shuffling, you don't go, that's a cow. You go, that's a fucking murderer. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's quite scary. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Spoiler. Amazing. You should definitely go there. We didn't die. <laughs> we did. also didn't make pyramids of tins. She does the same. Jenny does the same. Not Heather, I hope. I'm going to do that <laughs> when I'm alone. Terrible idea. She does the same at the bottom of the stairs, in the kitchen, and at the garage door, to which I was like, how many tins how have you got? How much corn have you got? Have you got, have you been Brexit preloading? <laughs> <laughs> if she's got so much corn that she can make pyramids at all those doors... That's too much corn. They've only been there two weeks. They must be survivalists. Maybe. Um, Now, maybe it's a pyramid of three. I'm sorry. I'm (laughs) going to say it again. She thinks there's someone outside. That's why she makes these towers, right? Does she phone the police? Does she phone her friend Sally? Does she phone her parents? No. All right. She makes towers of tins. I'm sorry. You can't call the police. Yes, she can. She's a 16-year-old girl home alone and she thinks she's heard someone outside the police would come but she's got the wherewithal enough to know that in the real world p- the police will not come because you think there's someone outside your fucking house yes they will no they won't no they, they won't they won't let's ring them right now uh excuse me a man on drugs came to my front door and i phoned the police and they came yeah but he was there well okay then <laughs> no. i also I... like to think he was just on like right, happy then. drugs and just wanted to hug you but like no, I've told you this story. That was like a fucking zombie film. It was scary. You haven't. I have. Have, you? have I not? So, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you the short version. So I was at home. Annie had gone on a night out. I was just there. It was about three in the morning. The dog started barking. So I thought it was Annie come home. So we've got like two doors. So there's like the front door and then there's a sort of storm door. And I could see through the glass that someone had pushed open the storm door. And they must have tried the handle of the door. And that's why the dog started barking. So... I thought, it's probably Annie forgot her keys, so, but I felt like something was wrong, so I just stood in the hallway and I said, Annie, is that you? No reply. But I could, like, feel that someone was there, and the dog, by the way, is barking like mad the whole time. Good old Rosemary Bennett Logan, she's an excellent guard dog. Um, so I was like, oh, I can't just stand here in the hall all night, I'm gonna have to open the door at some point. So I, like, held the dog by the collar and opened the door, and there was a man standing at the front door with his back to me, right and I, I said something like who are you or what do you want he didn't turn around so I was like I'm gonna die now yeah. dog's still barking and I almost like let the dog go just to like scare him away and he really really slowly turned around and said I'm sorry right <laughs> I thought I was gonna fucking die oh my god yeah why don't you close the door well, I just, are we talking about into your flat or into like the building? In the building. So oh, inside downstairs. the okay. building. Because, like, we're on the first floor, so he was like, oh, inside he's up the here. building. Oh, yeah, not at the front door to the street. He oh, was God. like inside the building, but at my front door. 
and I, I think I said something like, you know, go away or who are you? What do you want? And he just said again, I'm sorry. <sighs> and I think I just said, just fuck off, just go away. And I just shut the door and I was so afraid. Yeah. I was like, there is one single door between me and this guy. And I could see, he was probably just like a harmless dude on drugs, but I was fucking terrified. Yeah. And I did. And I was like crying. I was really afraid actually. And I phoned my friend and I was like, I'm really sorry to wake you up at this time. But like, there's a man in the close and I'm, I don't know what to do. And she was like, why are you phoning me? Phone the police. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I just was like, oh, I don't want to bother the police. <laughs> She was like, what do you think they're for? And I'm like, all oh, right then. Anyway, I did phone them and they did come. But was he there? to be fair, not by then he'd gone. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what had happened if he'd like come to the wrong door or I don't know. It was probably know. that. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah, I can imagine actually. Yeah. So she should have phoned the police. But the reason that that's different is there was a definite man at your door yeah, and there was okay, definitely then. not. And you were always scared of like things outside. I, I think she did try to ring Sally. Several times she tries to get Sally to come over and she won't. Yeah, but not at this point. Because she's busy. Yeah. She can't ring her parents, they're not there, they're not going to fucking do anything. And you can't call the police on a hunch. Not in the age of cutbacks. I feel like you could if you were 16 and home alone in the middle of nowhere. Maybe I should have rung them when I was scared about the windows. Maybe. I'm scared of the window. (laughs) So then the next morning, Sally brings in a box that's been left on the porch. Guess what's inside? A phallic symbol. (laughs) (laughs) that's right it's a beheaded snake oh god (laughs) hello freud call for you (laughs) sometimes a beheaded snake is just a beheaded snake (laughs) nope so then jenny sprints to the kitchen and has a glass of water (laughs) calm yourself down can i just point out that her reactions to things are really weird no i'm with her she hears a weird noise outside makes a tower of tins finds a snake in a box has a glass of water what? Don't they put it in a bin or something? They like throw it, don't they? Yeah, but um, it's, it was the thing. She's like, she sprints. She's like, <laughs> I need water immediately. Hydrate like, yourself. Why is the snake made you Think so thirsty? <laughs> I'm with her, man. I'm, I'm with so her all the weird. way. It's so weird. <laughs> so then anyway, yeah, they throw it in the bin. Um, Can I just say, sorry, I've just realised I may be relating to her because my reactions are quite strange as well. Like the other day, I was so stressed out and we had a really stressful time and I just started hysterically laughing. <laughs> Like it just, I could, or like when things really hurt, I start laughing yeah. loads as well. well or fainting. Enough. There were two modes: laugh like or faint. Hysterical laughing. Are you calling me hysterical? That yeah. is so sexist. I think your womb is wandering. <laughs> do you know what you do? She ain't going anywhere. If your womb wanders, use a vibrator. You can if you want. <laughs> it's not going to help. What you're supposed to do is you put something smelly by your vagina and put something nice smelling by your mouth and it will lure it up oh. i've been reading lots of old medical books lately <laughs> god apparently that's what they used to do at least it wasn't the other way around at least you're having the nice thing by your nose <laughs> anyway so then it's the... not how you meant to get worms out you're supposed to put a like, yeah. bit of meat in your bum or something yeah <laughs> god yeah you are uh, so then the painters come, not a euphemism, and the younger one, who is approximately 30, it says that in the book, pervs on Jenny, who is 16, mm. in her bathrobe. Comments on the fact that she's wearing a bathrobe, 
and makes sleazy comments about her. He's 30. I really like the fact that she's like really tired and like disheveled and look, looks like shit and is answering the door in a bathrobe because I was like, again, hard relate. <laughs> but even then, that is not enough to escape the eye of the patriarchy. Yeah, even then, they will fuck anything that moves. Even if you look like shit. I even if know. you are literally caked in shit. Here's the thing. Even then. If you fancy this teenager who has obviously not slept very well, you know she's on her own, so it's your responsibility to not act like a creep. Yeah. In fact, I would probably be like, are you sure you want me to come in? Like, exactly. shall one of us stay outside or things like that? Like, exactly. really weird. That is what a sensible man would do. Yeah. But he's not. He's a fucking sleazebag. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he doesn't die. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so then Jenny, I feel like you're going to do hard relate again now. She drives into town while thinking about food and her hair. How <laughs> fucking dare you? That's exactly <laughs> exactly what you think about. Your I two plan, favorite things. I plan my next meals while I'm eating my current meal. Yeah, is that, is that wrong? I'm hours. already thinking about what I'm gonna have for dinner. Last night I spent two hours making myself dinner. Aww. <laughs> Vegan arancini with tomato sauce. Thank you for asking. Treat yourself. <laughs> but do you know not? what? We ran out of um, breadcrumbs, so I. <laughs> To bread the risotto balls mm-hmm. uh, so I found a bag of um, frozen chips in the freezer which I don't know how they got because I've never bought them mm-hmm. I think they were from when a writer stayed at our house and I tried to blend them in the Nutribullet to use them as breadcrumbs and it did not work You're such a wanker sometimes <laughs> I did not eat the frozen chips I neutralized them <laughs> to know. coat my vegan arancini. <laughs> if you weren't my friend, <laughs> I would fucking hate you. You know that. But what saves me is that it didn't work. So what I in fact had was a messy pile of risotto with frozen chip bits on well, it. I feel a bit better now then. <laughs> Covered in a delicious tomato sauce. Right then. Feel a bit better. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> I am insufferable. Yeah, yeah. In theory and in real life. <laughs> I mean, I like you. <laughs> luckily, I, all that. luckily, I already liked you before you told me that story, <laughs> or I wouldn't. <laughs> David was like, "You know what? At least your failures are glorious." Yeah. <laughs> British people like a glorious failure. <laughs> Speaking of David, David follows Jenny nice. and nags her to remember what Diana screamed. Yep, nagging always works. Nice one, David. Um, And then she storms off home, having bought no food because she's so angry at David. Um, Her parents have decided to stay away even longer, and Sally is busy. Ha, Nepals. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cruel. (laughs) Jenny Nepals. (laughs) So Jenny Nepals eats chili and falls asleep on the couch. Can I just uh, mention how thrilling this book is? I love her. Just couldn't believe how exciting a life she's living. I'm so glad we're going on this journey with her. So then the next day, she goes horse riding with Sally. Jenny loves it. She has a great day. But Sally's being really weird, actually, and it's not really explained why. Um, She's being really impatient. She's not being very chatty. She keeps checking her watch. She keeps, like, making Jenny sit in a certain place. And then there's a rock slide. Um, Jenny saves Sally by, quote, falling on top of her, gasping. 
Oh no, I've fallen on top of you. <laughs> oh, my legs wide open. <laughs> yeah. Um, it turns out someone pushed the rocks. Um, Sally doesn't believe her. She says it was geological. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I've just had to grab your vagina. It was geological. <laughs> Geography reasons. Um, I don't really understand this scene and it never is explained no. why she's being so weird. No. Just all. a bad day. Just having a shit day. I think she's been quite nice. They go on like, it's this really nice not date where uh, she's like, we can go and cook bacon and eggs on the rock face. And I was like, I would sort of fucking hardcore love a girl who was like, do you want to go and cook breakfast? It's really it, Out in nature. It's really nice. It's I want to date whichever them fancies it. Yeah. It is a cute day. It's just a shame that like Sally's not really feeling it. Well, isn't she? No. She's scared of her feelings. So later, Jenny drives into town with fat, lovely peaches. Oh, fat peaches. Oh, this is awful. And peaches' ears are blowing in the wind. <sighs> She's just the cutest, loveliest little doggy. Um, and then Jenny leaves peaches in the car. She does wind the windows down. But I need to talk about this. I was still sort of on Jenny's side at this point. And I'm sorry, this really turned me completely against her. I wanted her to die at this point. Jenny goes to the grocery store. Half an hour later... Because things not her fault. No. Half an hour later, she's still in the checkout line. She's, she stands. Can you imagine standing in a checkout line for half an hour? If I have to wait more than 30 seconds, I just give up and go. Well, she's half committed. Half an hour. Well, and then... She then waits another half an hour. She waits. Jenny stands in a queue for a full hour. She knows her dog's in the car. She knows it's a hot day. Also, she is holding frozen things. What a fucking moron. The window is wide open. It doesn't matter. Dogs die in hot cars. It's the 90s. They didn't have that kind of understanding. What kind of idiot stands in a queue that's not for a roller coaster for an hour? <laughs> Do you know what? When I went to Florida when I was 14 and mm -hmm. had a broken arm, because I'm an idiot, they and broke it right before we went to America, much to my mum's annoyance, um, we went to like Disneyland and Islands of Adventure and all that, which is so out of my mum's comfort zone. And the fucking um, Men in Black ride had a three hour line, so we didn't go on. And do you know why it had a three hour line? Because Will Smith was there. Got it. Did you really want to meet Will Smith? I wouldn't have minded. I mean, it's 14. Very cool. Yeah, Attractive suppose. man. Yeah. Didn't do it. Maybe she should have waited. Yeah. Who, would, who would have been at the cashier? I'm almost certain Will Smith was not <laughs> working on the checkout that day. It is bad dog ownership. But she and thought it, the window was open. It's not, not even if even if she didn't have the dog. Has she really got nothing better to do with her life? She's a teenager, Two, mate. Like an hour. They've got nothing to do. I mean... I, I'm sorry, no. She's not even got a phone, not got a book. What, she just fucking stare at the wall for an hour? I can't, I can't. <laughs> an hour? That's a long time. That's a really long time. So then she gets back to the car. The windows are shut. Mm, peaches. I know. So Peaches is dead. No, not really. <laughs> I did think that was where they, it was going. They totally, what's the word? Death. <laughs> Block. I don't know. What's the word? They taunt you with death. Yeah, I don't know what the word is. I don't know what I'm trying to they, say. They they made us think she was dead, and it's not like all the other point horror pets where they introduce them thirty five. Yes, 
35 seconds before the animal dies, so you don't really have time like, to really give a shit. Like peaches I at this point. love peaches. Not only is peaches a lovely chubby doggy, but is also a great guard dog. Yeah. And she's doing her best, which is what's important. She didn't die, though. But she has got a horrible heat stroke. We chubbos, we try our best. (laughs) (laughs) We really do. (laughs) I like that the vet tells her off. Yes. Not Peaches, Jenny. Mm -hmm. Because she was a negligent dog. She was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the book is sort of death-baiting us. But it's okay. Peaches is okay, but has to stay overnight at the vet. No thanks to you, Jenny. Yeah. But the the vet is like, that was really bad. Yeah. I know it was an accident, but fucking don't do it again. Yeah. So as if Jenny isn't enough of a fucking moron. Next, on the drive home, she runs out of petrol. Because, what, she didn't check before she left that she had enough petrol? You don't drive. That is number one problem. So Annie's (laughs) dad said to her, listen, if anything goes wrong with your car, if you break down or whatever, just he's a taxi driver, so he's like, just call me, I'll come and get you. However, if you run out of petrol, you're on your own, because that is your fault. <laughs> it's different, like, if something goes wrong with a car that you could not have foreseen, that's not your fault. But if you run out of petrol, that is your fault. No. Sometimes you can be driving to a different... I often have to drive, like, four or five hours. We don't have a car, but we'll, like, sometimes rent one to do, like, the family Christmas runs, because it's difficult to get between our families and stuff, um, and we need to have room in the car for the nieces and nephews and stuff. Um, and sometimes you're on, like, the the drive down from Edinburgh to England, there's just, like, a weird bit where nothing is. And you can look at your petrol thing and be above the little red lighty bit and think, I'm fine. But then, like, 45 minutes later, you've not fucking passed a petrol station or any sign of life, and you're like, eh, But I don't she know. knows that there are no petrol stations between the town and her house, so you would think you would top up before you went home. <sighs> yeah. She's an idiot. And now it gets worse. So she walks to the phone booth, sensible, call for help. Then a motorcycle appears and it drives at her. So she shuts herself in the booth. The motorcycle is coming and she is stuck. There is no escape. There is no possible escape or help to be found in this thing that's made of glass that contains a phone. There is no help to be found in this box containing a phone. (laughs) She tries the phone. No. What she does... (laughs) She sits on the floor and cries until the motorbike leaves. Because it's so hot. So hot! I mean, it's weird because the door jams and then she can't escape. If only there was a way to, to break the glass. But there isn't because it's just, it's impossible. It's almost identical to the shower scene from Dream, Dream Day. The worst fucking scene. You're a fucking idiot. You say you're trapped and you can't escape or call for help. The walls are made of glass and there's a phone. You have coins in your pocket. We've established that you have coins which you can use to phone. Also, you don't need any coins to phone the emergency number. She forgets though. She's a fucking idiot. (laughs) She is, I think, the dumbest heroine that we've ever had. No, I won't have that. Come on now. I won't have that. So then, she's finished crying and the motorbike's left. She manages to get her shit together and phone the garage. She nearly dies. But then she manages to open the door. Then she waits hours for the garage. She doesn't call the police. She doesn't call anyone. She doesn't tell anyone. What are you going to say to the police? Someone just tried to kill me. A man rode his bike at me. And I cracked. 
and I, because yeah, she'd be like, I shut myself in the in the phone box and I couldn't escape or call for help. And then the policeman would be like, Is it not made of glass? Could you not have broken it? Mm. Could you not have called for help? Mm. <laughs> but no, she's an idiot. She's a fucking moron. Fair play. Sorry. Um, so then finally she manages to get home and then she remembers, conveniently, she heard two voices on the cliff. <gasps> what could it mean? <laughs> Can I also just say at this point, um, before, when her and Alice were going out on a date, <laughs> uh, so not Alice, sorry, Sally, Sally said to her, oh, you're not a very good rider, then you better ride Alice. And she was obviously referring to a horse, but they also have a friend called Alice. So I was like, oh, well, this is, this is really stepped up. And also, why wouldn't you name the horse and the character different names? That is fucking weird. I didn't even <laughs> notice that. That is so weird. Why don't you just ride Alice? That's what I do. These guys are being dicks to you. Ride Alice. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would advise. So then she busily, busy <laughs> goes through the suspects. Here's what we've got. I should not have had that second gin. <laughs> so we've got Brad, hunky but intense. Sally, she's been acting weird lately. David, he's so rational. No, sorry, that was Dean. Dean is so rational. David, he was on the cliffs. The problem is, she doesn't really know any of them. Alice, she's horse. <laughs> You can ride her though. <laughs> now, she's got a new answer phone message. It's her secret admirer. The secret admirer wants to meet at the cliff after dark alone. That's not suspicious. And she goes. So, would you be surprised if you were new in town um, and you suddenly, out of nowhere, even though you don't know anybody, you suddenly had a secret admirer? Um, who knew your phone number and knew where you lived. And also, completely coincidentally, you were being threatened at your house where you live. Would you be surprised if they turned out to be the same person? Because I will admit. Jenny is very surprised. I will admit, she goes full stupid at the end. At the end. <laughs> From peaches onwards, she goes so dumb. It's the stress. No. It's the stress of the situation. No, I'm sorry. Actually, tin can pyramid onwards. She's an idiot. She starts the book as a 50-year-old woman and then instantly becomes like a seven-year-old moron. <laughs> so then the killer, who she's heard spoke... Spoke? Spoke. Heard speak. Who <laughs> she's heard speak quite a few times but can't identify, pushes her off a cliff. And then David comes. She hits him with a rock. <laughs> I did. I was like, bitch, please. Because <laughs> she thinks David's the killer. Yeah. But it turns out that the killer is Dean. And she didn't realise earlier that it was his voice for some reason. He's masking his voice. Well, even better. He explains it to her for about three pages. It is a but bit... But she still doesn't get it. It is a bit of a fun house. But wait, Guy Joe Jr. Did you do it? Did you originally push that girl off the cliff? Because she's, she's like, <laughs> she's like, Dean, why are you... Why are you here? Because I was just meeting the killer here. What are you doing here? And he's like, yes, I'm here to kill you. And she's like, but but the killer was here. So why are you here? Well, no, no, I am the killer. She's like, but 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 David was the killer. It's weird that you're here as well. <laughs> Fucking hell, Jim. It's also weird that he's doing all of this because of a test. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so much even. of a nerd. He cheated on the test. 
and Diana found out and now he needs to hide all the evidence. Do you think that's why they called, killed Princess Diana? Because the Queen cheated on a test. Because <laughs> Prince Charles cheated on a test. <laughs> he cheated on the paternity <laughs> test for Prince Harry. Let me fucking... Oh, hello. That's my favourite bit of like British stuff. That as a nation, we all pretend we don't know that Prince Charles is definitely not a Prince Harry's dad. I don't know if it's just us because we're also pretending that um, Mia Farrow's kid is <laughs> with Woody Allen, even though he looks exactly like Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's just carry that on. He, by the way... Uh, she was married to Frank Sinatra. I don't think that the child was conceived at that point, though. Oh, right, okay. But I have to say, Ronan Farrow is such a good guy. Like He's such a great journalist. Yeah, but he's like an actual feminist ally. Yeah, like brings out a lot of the yeah. Me Too stuff. Yeah, yeah really good. Him. I think he's great. Tick for him. It's yeah. not his fault whose dad is. Ronan Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's Ronan Farrow. Yeah, okay. He's not... Uh, yeah, I've forgotten right. that other yeah. guy's name. Alan. What's his name? Ronan Alan. Alan. Exactly, that's not his name. So, what are we on? Yeah, cheated on the test. Um, so then she pushes him off a cliff. He breaks his leg. David's okay though, even though he got hit in the head with a rock with unconscious. A rock. <laughs> you'd be dead, mate. Yeah, you'd be dead. You'd have a serious, serious head injury. But anyway, he's fine. Um, it turns out also that Diana's woken up. Um, and she explains the whole thing about how he cheated on this test and she found out. Um, David then drives to the airport despite having a massive head injury. <laughs> People don't drive well in this book. No. <laughs> but that seems really irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and everything's fine. Yeah. And then that's the end. Nobody... And it was all a dream. Suffers. Yeah. <laughs> so I have an alternate reading. Go on. The alternate... <laughs> Heather like opened her laptop and then closed it again. My alternate reading is that Jenny's parents are plotting to kill her. Oh. So, they leave her alone. They don't say how long they'll be away. They just say, I'll let you know when we need picked up at the airport. <laughs> is that really what good parents do? Well, my pet, no. <laughs> I'm 34 and my mom doesn't do that. She doesn't say, I'm going away, I won't tell you how long, pick me up. My parents were always fucking away, I don't no. know. <laughs> um, and also say, oh yeah, you can just deal with those pervy painters who will definitely try and look it up your bathroom. They shouldn't have engaged um, a company with that name. <laughs> <laughs> Pervy Painter PLC. <laughs> How can we help you? <laughs> I accidentally phoned a wrong number the other night and ordered a takeaway before I'd realised that it was a wrong number. <laughs> who was it? Just some, some dude. Oh, right. I said, hi, can I place an order for a collection, please? Can I get some chicken dumplings? And he was like, no. <laughs> I would have been like, 40 quid? Yeah, I'll do it. Make them pop round. <laughs> For about four hours. <laughs> anyway, um, they also then say, on the answer machine, PS, they say, oh, we're going to be away actually a bit longer than that. Um, don't call us, though. <laughs> we won't be here. <laughs> really? Um, they also encourage her to climb the high cliffs. What are they called? The rim rocks. The rim rocks. They encourage her to climb the rim rocks alone. Maybe yeah, she'll fall. Yeah, character building. Maybe she'll die. Um, they also fat shame her. Quote, walk the dog. That'll burn some of the fat off. The dog. Doesn't say that. That's what they mean. Walk the dog. That'll burn some of the fat off. The dog. That's what Doesn't they mean. Doesn't say that. They're fat shaming the dog. I think they're fat shaming both of them. Okay. <laughs> um, also... 
she's obsessed with, Jenny is obsessed with food and constantly like goes to places to get food but doesn't buy it. Mm. Um, and rarely appears to eat anything. Yeah. She only eats like snacky food like popcorn and things like that. Oh, that's a shame. Um, so I think her parents were trying to kill her. Mm. They want her dead. I'll allow Much that darker, really. this book. I'll allow, I'll allow it. <laughs> I actually quite like this book. I mean, I thought it was very good bad. Very, very good bad. Okay, let's I go through the... I think she's an idiot. Okay. So the fashion, I think, is interesting because it's stuff like faded jeans, a cotton sweater, white shorts, and I feel like it's on purpose really vague. Like, this book could be set any time between, like, 1950 and now. Yeah. It's not very 90s at all. She wears a blue tank top. Guess who she's appealing to? I don't know. The guy who likes blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she is. It is quite vague. 90s things, there's a CB in the car. Oh, yeah. I assume they don't People mean still have that now, the girl from The Watcher. <laughs> Catherine Belmont. <laughs> I've got a dead uh, girl from a previous <laughs> book in the car. No, yeah. CB radio, do they? Yeah, I think so. Breaker, breaker, breaker. Like truckers and stuff have them. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Queer subtext. Sally rides bareback. <laughs> and later, they ride bareback together. Yeah, I think her and Sally are hardcore getting it on. Yeah. And Sally is Sally Field in my head, but young. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm. Like it. Yeah. Um, also, later, when she's thinking about David, quote, now, though, she was starting to lean the other way. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> There's also, I mean, this is just silly. When she's describing the weather, she describes a deep-throated thunderclap. <laughs> she's also riding Alice. Yeah, of course. Don't forget. I had missed about riding Alice. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of bareback riding and leaning the other way, which I quite enjoyed. Okay, do we have a too stupid to love heroine? <sighs> You're gonna say yes, and I think no, and then yes. So I think she starts pretty sensible and I really like actually the way that she talks about David initially because she does fancy him. Mm -hmm. She does want his David D. But she's like, well, we barely know each other Um, and she's going to wear blue for him but then she decides not to because why should she try to impress him? Yeah. And she also tells herself like, oh, don't be so self-pitying and she sort of says, do you know what? If I don't get together with David, like I barely know him anyway so it doesn't really matter. So mm-hmm. I like that. And I think that the, it's the fear that drives her weird. The fear, the loneliness. You've really the... given her a lot of credit. I think the tins thing is really smart. No. You want to know someone's in your house so you can jump out of a window. Well, I just don't think that's the best way to do it. It's probably not the best way, but it's not the worst. I just feel like, would it not make more sense to put something heavy in front of the door? I mean, they're they heavy. can't open the door in the first place. What if you haven't got anything that heavy? What are you going to put in there? The dog? <laughs> Are you fat shaming peaches? I'm just saying she would be great use in that capacity. Peaches will already bark if somebody comes in. That's true. Um, no, I think I'm. Mm, no, I'm with her. I liked this book. I liked her. Really? Yep. Even she waits an hour in line. So what the fucking happens, booth. man? The phone booth. Uh, yeah, his, she's not now. having her best day. I'm not saying she's having <laughs> her best day, but I'm saying I've done stupid things when I was 16. You're being very generous to Jenny. Yeah, aren't I? What's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Do we have a sexy sociopath? Not really. No, not really. No. None of them are really sociopathic. No. Uh, death toll. Snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, is that it? Tins. <laughs> <laughs> None of the tins get knocked over. Oh, no, they do when Sally comes in. See, look, it's weird. Why does she go into town? She's got so much corn. <laughs> <laughs> no nutritional value, though, in the corn. corn 
all day, every day. She could bath in corn. She's got so much. Sticky. Um, is it good though? Uh, I give it a four. Really? That's, yeah. That's generous. I know. No, I'm not going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a three. Okay, fair enough. Good is bad? It good? I think it is so good bad. <laughs> I would even give it a five for good bad. Oh my God. I think it is ridiculous. I'd give it a three for good bad. You, like you thought it was more good and less good bad, and I thought it was less good and more good bad. Which so we meet in the middle. Yes, and that that my friends is diplomacy. Nice compromise. <laughs> um, I like this one. I would recommend this one. Me too. And I mean, do you know what? Pretty good. Do you know what we're doing next time? The Surfer by Linda Cargill. Now we haven't done a Linda Cargill, and I've never heard of her. I can't remember this book either, so I'm actually really looking forward to Me it. Me neither. It's weird. There's quite a lot of surf ones. I feel like we've done like four or five on a beach yeah we've got a theme yeah we should have thought about it <laughs> yeah we we really don't do this in any sort of logical way do you want to do the social media bit that i always fuck up yeah okay so on twitter you can find us at teenage scream underscore on instagram we are teenage scream pod and if you want to support the podcast and keep us going and you can give us like the price of a coffee if you would buy us a muffin <laughs> If you buy us a muffle, then you bought us. <laughs> you would muffle us. <laughs> if you saw us in the street and you want to give us like $5 a month, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and you get a wee little gift and you get um, uh, another episode a month, which is full of um, even worse shit than this. Uh, <laughs> and if not, we will just see you next time. Bye. Bye.